So everybody says they want to be an actor. Not a lot of people want to put the work into it. And also, even if you did put the work into it for 10, 15 years, it still might ha might not happen. That's the sad truth of what we have here. The casting directors are hired by the producers to bring in the best talent for the job. The producers are hoping that this casting director is gonna do everything they can to bring in the best possible actor that fits all you need if you want to be an actor like you gotta fucking pursue it you're gonna have to try and get an, an agent or a manager and i know there's a lot of these like agencies that have these things where you pay them i've never had to pay for an agent so like if someone's asking you to pay them to be your agent i don't i don't think that's right Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time, the Vinny Rock Podcast. Yo, welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'll be doing my sponsors again later, but don't forget, we have an incredible list of sponsors that have been extremely gracious with us. We have to shift things a little bit because uh, I got a little busy with work. So we also have a huge announcement to make, but I got to wait till the paper is signed. I want to talk about acting. I have a lot of people. Right now is the time. Everyone's getting auditions left and right. Uh, it's hot and heavy. Hollywood is kind of opened back up per se. And so I've had probably 10 auditions already. <sighs> I've never really had one of these primes. Well, I have, but not this one. This, my sons like this one. So pretty good. I like lemonade. So if you come to me about acting... I always give people the same kind of things. And let me just kind of make a note of this. So we'll make the list right here while we're talking. Acting uh, 101. So everybody says they want to be an actor. Not a lot of people want to put the work into it. And also, even if you did put the work into it for 10, 15 years, it still might, ha might not happen. That's the sad truth of what we have here. So here's how to get started, and then we'll get deeper into it. How to become an actor. So I believe the first thing that you should try and do is get some acting lessons. I'm going to put that down. Lessons. Uh, and then on top of that is get into acting. And so when I say get into acting, you can go online. You can go to your Facebook. You can go to local colleges that have theater programs. You can find local filmmakers. And there's usually Facebook groups and whatnot that you can kind of jump in with. It's a crazy, I've said this before in several other videos I've done, but it's a crazy um, career field where you can't get representation without showing you can act and you usually can't get a job in acting without having representation, right? Uh, an agent. But there's these kind of things. I didn't have an agent when I first got Mayans. Uh, it was kind of a, kind of a, like I said, uh, a lucky situation for me. But I did have an acting reel. I did produce two films uh, before I even jumped into Mayans, and I also helped co-write and produce the Dads and Parks. And so 
when I say that is like I did a lot of work on the back end that paid off during the whole Mayans audition time frame. I just I say all that to to make sure you guys understand there's a lot that goes on here. Um, so if it was me coming out and saying I want to be an actor, first thing I do, contact a photographer and get headshots. Not just one headshot. I would get probably four or five different looks. And why do I say that? Because you as an actor will play potentially many different characters. And so thinking long run, I want to be able to have different looks in my repertoire that I can send to my uh, to either the casting director or agent, if you get one at that time, to present that look to the casting director. If you're going to play a high school football coach, there should be a look in your in your headshots that looks that would represent a good high school football coach. If you're going to be a savvy businessman, there's a look in your in your headshots that should represent that a suit tie kind of concept. Uh, A bad boy, tough guy. Right. You should have a picture that looks like that military law enforcement. You should have a picture that looks like that. So when I say that is sit down and kind of take notes and say, what are maybe the five characters that I can see myself realistically playing? Vince Vargas with hand tattoos and neck tattoos is probably not going to play uh, a brain surgeon. Right. On television anytime soon, maybe a futuristic version and, you know, apocalyptic version, but not currently, not not realistically. Are they going to ever hire me to be this fancy brain surgeon who has all these educational accolades? They don't see that visually. That's not what Hollywood sees. Is it realistic? Yeah, there's I'm sure there's there's something like that. I know there's some FBI agent dudes who are fully tatted up and badasses. But for the most part, the way Hollywood sees us uh is important for us to understand how they had how you're seen. So look in the mirror and say, Hey, I could probably represent a good dad, coach, boom, boom, boom. And those are the those will be the headshots that you're gonna kind of develop for yourself, as in the looks when you go get your headshots done. Ah, that's pretty good. You guys already know who we have. Um, just to talk about them real quick. Where's my box? <laughs> and my kids help me clean up. Let me get my box. Stand by. <sighs> I have my... The new supplement that was sipped to me was for spine. And here is my complete brain supplements so you guys can see. Very excited about taking these. These are going to be... Keep those for the studio. Um, hey, while we're at it, why don't we just go ahead and take one of these bad boys, one a day. Let's see, this one is two capsules a day for trineural spine, okay? This one's a new one for me. I'm excited about it. It says, engineer to improve neck back pain, regulate joint uh, degeneration in the spine, and uh, modulate spinal inflammatory response, spinal pain relief. Uh, spinal joint uh, antioxidation and spinal immune um, mo- mod- modulation. Jesus, Vince, read freaking the pressure. Either way, we're going to check these out right now. I uh, We don't have an official sponsor, but Prime sends us drinks. Uh, so uh, while Prime is sending us these drinks, we'll show them some love. Either way, 
<sighs> Trineuro, dude, is created by a brain doctor who legitimately uh, is doing a lot of case studies right now. Um, and I'm really excited about this product because if you're a veteran, if you're a law enforcement officer, if you're just someone who has had some potential traumatic brain injuries, if you're someone who's looking to kind of heal the brain, if you're someone who's just looking for something that's more than a nootropic, something that can kind of support uh, brain health, well, then there you have it. And then the new supplement that I have right here, right, this spine one to me uh, sounds awesome. I'm someone who struggled with back issues for a long time. Come on, get off me. Either way, down the hatch. That's also pretty good. Either way, you guys go check out Trineural Supplements. You can check them out on Instagram at Trineural Supplements. Trineurosupplements.com. Go check them out. If you guys have any questions, hit me up. A lot of people have been asking me about these. I highly recommend them. I think they're outstanding. And an outstanding company uh, who, who, to be honest, uh, created by a dude who knows the job, knows his job, his brains. And so why not? Okay. So now that we talked about headshots, why is that important? Well, anyone who shows up to a, to a job has a resume, and in the acting world, the headshot is resume number one. Resume number two is your acting reel. Ugh, let me get my seat right. So an acting reel is nothing more than a video representation of your acting skills, potentially your range as an actor. And most people don't have this. This is something that if you go to acting schools, they usually help you with creating these. Uh, if you're part of a friend group that wants to get into acting, you guys should create uh, scenes that you can use for an acting reel. No one has to know that it's just one scene of you cooking in the kitchen or arguing with your wife or crying in a room. No one needs to know that, that the rest of that movie never existed. All they need to see is that in your acting reel, you show that you can fucking act. Um, because it's important for someone to trust their vision uh, with someone who says they can act and, and is able to bring it to life on film. The casting directors are hired by the producers to bring in the best talent for the job. The producers are hoping that this casting director is going to do everything they can to bring in the best possible actor that fits the look and description that they're looking for. What happens is they break, do breakdowns of each of the roles. Let's just say for Gilly from Mayans MC. Gilly from Mayans MC, if they created the breakdown of that character, he was obviously going to be Hispanic. So that's one, Hispanic. They didn't say dark skin, light skin. There was no, there was no difference. In, no, they didn't care what that looked like, but Hispanic. Um, they wanted him to be more of a a brute. You guys have read he's a brute, ex MMA fighter. What he lacks in wit, he makes for makes up for in bronze. So in that in itself, as the write up for Gilly, the casting director says, "All right, we're going to be." Looking for guys who have maybe more an intimidating look, maybe a bigger, thicker kind of dude who portrays an ex-MMA fighter who's probably not the most intelligent dude in the room, but he's pretty strong. That would be the breakdown for Gilly. So if that's the breakdown for Gilly, well, then you're going to be looking for actors who would 
represent that on film next to the counterparts of the leads. The leads would be easy or or would be um, Angel. Easy and Angel would be kind of the leads of that show. We already know they're the ones and the two of the show. <coughs> Everyone has a hierarchy of numbers. Everyone's labeled in numbers from the most important person to the show. More, more, I would say more likely the who the show is written around. So the lead characters. Uh, and so you got one and two. And so how do how does me, Vince Vargas, represent this Brutes next to those two leads? It's pretty important to understand. And so when the casting director is looking like, how tall are you? How, how much do you weigh? Uh, they're going to kind of pick apart all those things and then they're going to make a decision. And they, okay, cool. He looks good. So what happens is the first pass of a casting director is looking at the images of the person and seeing if they fit the breakdown of the character. If the image is like, damn, this is definitely the breakdown. If this, I think one of my headshots was like in a tank top, full shows all the tats, uh, beard, bald head, right? So that in itself is like, okay, this guy looks like the part, looks like the write-up or the breakdown. Uh, and then it goes, okay, we're interested in seeing a tape from him. So then your agent calls you and goes, hey, we need a, we, we want a, an audition tape. Here's the scenes. Or they send you an email and say, hey, we got an audition on your way. And then you get that email and you do a self-tape. My situation was slightly different because back then, uh, well, now everything is self-taped because after COVID, it kind of pushed us to do more self-tapes, which is freaking awesome. It's actually phenomenal. Um, but the the biggest thing I would say, oh, wait, that camera. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to get my sponsors some love here. Either way. So my situation was slightly different because back then um, I was in California. I was filming Dads and Parks and I text a buddy who's in acting. I said, hey, man, is there any way you would know who the casting director is? I knew that much. And he said, yeah, by chance, I actually know exactly who the casting director is. I said, you think they'd be interested in seeing me? Uh, he goes, let me ask. He goes, send me a couple pictures, send me your bio, send me your reel and send me your headshots. And so I sent headshots, reel, my bio, a written out like kind of like what you've done in the film industry. Um, and then as well as my personal bio and sent that all forward. And luckily I had all that prepared and ready to go. And when I did that, they, the next question they asked him was, can he act? And, uh, he said, yes. And he sent the reel and they said, okay, we're interested in seeing him. And so that's like, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. Timing was just very fortunate. The one, um, Advice I was received, I received from my friend was make sure that I'm reading off book, meaning that I have my lines memorized. Um, and so that's of of some of the most importance you can do is have all the lines memorized and you go into the audition. Another sponsor of ours, Core Medical Group. Uh, this weekend coming up, I'm going to be going to the medical, uh, excuse me, the Core Medical um, Veterans Appreciation uh, Weekend. I'm just going to go there to support. Uh, I believe they bought some of my books, so we'll be signing those for anyone who's there. Oh, I'll probably be speaking, speaking on, on a new a new subject that I'm going to be talking about. Either way, um, modern 
Gun School. You guys already know who they are. Uh, if you guys are looking to use your GI Bill, use your Voc Rehab on something that is productive for yourself. If you like to build guns, if you want to learn how to build guns, you could be an armor at the comfort of your own home. Uh, incredible company. Uh, several people that we've sent there through this program, through the Vinny Rock podcast, has given us just nothing but the praise of the organization and how they run it, but as well as the information that they receive. So if you guys go check out Modern Gun School uh, on Instagram, they might have changed it, but MGS. Uh, uh, trade school is what it is on Instagram, but moderngunschool.com. Go hit them up. Okay, so let me backtrack a little. I had headshots, I had a reel, and my reel was from a movie I did called Range 15, uh, a short film I did called The Long Way Back, uh, and from some of the um, Dads and Parks original, the original filming of that. And so Nothing massive, but enough to show a different range and different kind of personality. One was serious, one was comedy, and one was one was comedy, but like kind of like improv comedy. So I was able to show some kind of range. That's what you need to do as someone who's interested in becoming an actor is that you start with the headshots and then you start acting. And when I say acting, it could be small films that you and your friends create. It could be uh, you know, you could do a full production if you wanted to. It could be part of a an acting school. It could be part of a uh, theater group or a film, you know, group that's trying to just break out. You have to create the scenes so you can have a reel. Okay. So once you have those, this is this is where it gets really awkward. Once you have the headshots and then you have some acting experience. We'll say it that way. Experience. Okay. It could be YouTube. It could be, it could be social media skits and shit. It could be, there's people that have made it through, through being a social media influencer. Right. Um, once you have that, then there's the challenge is getting put in for roles. And when you don't have an agent, you do it yourself. And when you do that yourself, it becomes a little bit of a challenge. We all have uh, a website called Actors Access. We all have one. It's like a Actors Facebook. A little bit more, it's not about the community of it. It's about, it's like almost like a resume page for you. And we all have the roles that we're thinking of doing. We have the, our capabilities as an actor. And so you start getting sent a lot of, and automated, a lot of potential jobs that you can put in for. And when you do that, you kind of self-submit. And when you self-submit, you're submitting an image. You're submitting your, your actor's access page. And that's where they can look at your that's where they can look at your headshots. That's where they can see your reel. That's where they can see your height. That's where they can kind of see everything. And if they like what they see, then they'll ask you for a self-tape. And that would be the first steps of trying to do acting. Uh, Everest Trading Post. I have to take some pictures for them. They're going to be upset with me because I've been so busy. But Everest is a trading post, is a kind of community of outdoorsmen. If you're someone who likes to go to the outdoors, if you're someone who likes to hunt, camp, fish, um, even those who are in kind of the survival space, it's a trading post for all companies alike. Uh, it's somewhere that you can go to have a, have a resource for all different uh, locations and companies that sell anything in that range. So if you're an outdoorsman, if you're a hunter, camper, fisher, fisherman, uh, just a hiker, uh, it's a place where I think you'll enjoy. Uh, it kind of brings all those companies together in one platform. So go check out Everest.com. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at Everest Trading Post. 
GMR Gold, Bullion Box. Hey, I just got a new one in. Where is it? I just brought it up here. Oh, Vince, you're so unorganized. Oh, right here. Check this out. Boom. This is a Mountain Dew bottle cap. Pretty sweet. Kind of exciting to see that. Put that here so it auto focuses on it. Boom. On top of that, this is kind of cool. I was really excited about opening this right now. I just got these in the mail right now. Sweethearts. Some silver for that ass. Sorry, I don't know why I said that, but either way, I think the family will really enjoy this. This is something I'm going to give to my either my daughter or my wife. Uh, I think it's pretty cool to see. It says, my hero, uh, bear hug, and soulmate. Really cool. This is some silver. Uh, I think it's actually a great idea. And uh, pretty badass. Pretty sweet. And then I got the box. I haven't opened it yet, so you guys will be the first one to hear to join me as I crack this bad boy open. Where's my knife? Ah, there we go. I lose control. Distinguished package. It comes with those two items right there. And then it comes with several other... Oh, shit. This is dope. I'm working on something really cool with Jim Gold that I'm excited about. Uh, silver. <laughs> A few other little silver bars and uh, gold bits. And one cool thing here... This is a Spider-Man silver, silver, it's $2. What is this? I got to figure out what the fuck. I mean, you tell me this ain't Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man to me. I think this is Spider-Man. Either way, maybe I'm wrong, but pretty rad. I'll take some time to check this out later. Uh, no big deal. Put those aside. You guys can go get your bullion box. It's a subscription-based model. You guys go check them out. Check out GMR Gold if you guys are just interested in buying, selling, or understanding the market, the value of gold and silver, precious metals. Uh, it's a trusted company. We really enjoy working with them. Uh, I've worked with them for many years, and so uh, you guys can check them out. Some of those jobs pay... Um, some of them are, are not SAG, which SAG is a union. The SAG after a union, uh, there's a minimum that has to be met for that, for you to act in that. But as well, you have to be SAG eligible sometimes. And so there's little loopholes in becoming SAG, whether you should or you shouldn't. really depends on where you're at in your career. I think everyone should try to be SAG because I think that's where you get paid fair. But at the same token, when you're early in your career, you do whatever you can to, one, get the experience in front of the camera. Two, to make a dime here and there. You might not make a lot of money. Some of these films will pay you a hundred bucks for the day and you're like okay cool i'll do it some will pay you nothing um it's irrelevant I, I didn't really get paid for my film that i made i didn't get paid for for dads and parks we did it out of we just wanted to create something that was cool that was fun right for the passion of making it okay so you have your headshots you have your acting experience and now you're putting yourself in for actor and actor's access and self-submitting yourself to potential roles that is fucking hard that is like from that point it's extremely challenging to to try and break out into the industry it's a hit and miss it's maybe you maybe you land something great and you're able to show your range as an actor and and other people love it and they want to bring you on board or you're just going to be grinding for many years. There is no rhyme or reason to who becomes extremely successful in the acting space. 
there's these outliers who are extremely talented actors and it's something about how they perform. Uh, it kind of pulls everyone in. There's these certain actors that are just like, holy shit, that it's hard to turn away from. They're that good. Uh, and everyone else in between, you know, and so where do you land in that? I don't know. But um, this isn't an organization. This isn't an industry where people will hand you things. This is an industry where you have to to earn your job. And then after that job, you'll still have to earn the next one and the next one until you get to a point where you're not having to submit or your agent's not going to submit until you get to the point where they're just calling you to book you left and right. That's the top echelon. That's the the high, you know, those type, those A-lister type that they don't really have to audition for too much. They're really just getting calls to fit into this or that. Their name alone um, has notoriety and enough notoriety to potentially make any show successful. And so, you know, producers are always trying to package those type of those type and that level of actors uh, with their films or their scripts because that gets networks excited, that gets uh, financiers excited, and so it's it's a really complicated field. So here, let's, let's go over my career. Let's just talk about that right now, where we're at. So we just did five seasons of Mayans uh, for three of those seasons. Uh-oh, I bumped it. Okay. For three of those seasons, I was a, C, I was a, a guest star. And then for two of those seasons, I was a season regular. The season regular level, uh, I think it's Guest star, co-star, guest star, season regular. I believe that's what it is. I could be wrong on that. Let's see. Let's look so I can give you the good information. Uh, I think it's guest, guest, let's see. Co-star, guest star, season regular. All Reoccurring. An actor who appears in multiple episodes and guest star, an actor who supports an episode, uh, a guest star will... Here we go. So, season regular, uh, the leads of the television series, someone who appears in the main credits and posters and advertising. Reoccurring. Reoccurring is an actor who appears in multiple episodes. A guest star is an actor who supports an episode. Uh, a guest star will normally perf uh, perform in multiple scenes and have a character arc in the episode. Okay. So, a guest star is someone who's just going to be showing up for the for the episode and have some kind of story arc in it. Usually, if you think of, like, any of the um, detective ones, it's probably the bad guy in that that day, the drug dealer who gets caught and then has, you know, then, then ends up, you know, laying over and, and giving more information to something else that leads to a bigger story, blah, blah, blah. All right. So, reoccurring is what I was for Mayans for, I was a reoccurring... Uh, reoccurring uh, in, in Mayans for the first three seasons. I was in the first season, I was in all 10 episodes. The second season, I was in nine. The third season, I think I was in eight or nine. Um, either way. And then for the last two episodes, the last two seasons, I was a season, series regular. All right, so a series regular is where we all want to get to. I was a series regular for two years. Now, that doesn't necessarily put me into the bucket of getting more serious regulars down the road. 
Um, but it does show that I was at a level where the networks trusted my acting abilities enough to label me as a series regular, but as well to give me full story arcs throughout the show. So you already know if you guys watch Mines and Gilly's character, this just takes season five. If you haven't seen it, sorry, catch up. Um, but season five, you know, it went from season four, uh, the relationship between Ray and the kid and eventually going into season five where that relationship kind of carried into the, the awkwardness of that relationship, whether it was going to cross the line or not, and his best friend. So that whole story arc of Gilly uh, wouldn't happen throughout a whole season like it did if I wasn't a series regular. So they invest more money into you. They invest more time into your character, and they're hoping that you commit to your character enough to bring it to life and so that you continue to help the show uh, be successful. And so that's the levels that where you want to get to. Once you get to that point, at least what you've done is open up the window of saying, hey, he was good enough to do it for this show. He's good enough to do it for yours. It's a talking point. It's a, it's a negotiation uh, button, and it helps you hopefully land more series regulars down the road. So that's a significant step in the acting career field that you want to get to. And when you can get to that point, well, you should be able to land more series regulars down the road. My situation might be a little different. I know what I look like. I have a kind of an appearance that's very, um, I would say, more unique than it is the norm. So that means that, you know, like I said, I'm never going to be playing a brain surgeon in any movie anytime soon, but I can't always play a bad guy. I can always play a dad. You know, I can always play these roles that are very common for someone who might have tattoos. And I'm never probably going to be a lead unless I lose an extreme amount of weight and get down to like, I don't know, 180, 200. Um, then you... I could potentially be looked at as a lead for shows, but there's this, there is this kind of size, how, how I, how, how big I am compared to other actors and where I fit in, in a room and a scene. And as well as for the show, there's not too many, what they call heavies as leads. Uh, Kevin James is one <laughs> the funny meme that, that I posted about Kevin James and me, but point being is that he was a lead. That's not very often seen as, you know, you don't see too many uh, big guys as leads, for for shows he had king and queens i believe that show was called and he was the lead actor for that but again uh, there's a very few of those and what they got in this yet <clears throat> well let's see let me see let me tell you what this is it's for hydration uh cool i wish i had more protein but either way so as I'm navigating my career currently, uh, you know, I was a writer, uh, one of the writers of season five. And so I'm na trying to navigate my career towards writing as much as I am acting to give me two potential avenues of, of success, maybe. Uh, and so we're going to try and get both of those to work. And so we'll see how that goes. Um, writing, there's a few potential things that I have out there that might, you know, get pushed further down the road of production. Um, I'm trying to assist on a few things as well. And then acting, I'm taking auditions all the time. I'm doing auditions left and right. I do them here in this room. Uh, the self taping side of things is a little bit, is a little bit um, not challenging at times, but as a self taping person, you have to have someone else to read to you. So my wife has gotten really good at reading these scripts for me and with me. So that's one thing, but that's really, I mean, if, if, 
let me, let me see. I think that's really all you need if you want to be an actor. Like, you got to fucking pursue it. At one point, you're going to have to try and get an, an agent or a manager. And I know there's a lot of these, like, agencies that have these these things where you pay them. I've never had to pay for an agent. So, like, if someone's asking you to pay them to be your agent, I don't, I don't think that's right. I'm going to tell you right now. I would not do it. Because what the agent representation is, is a partnership between you and them, is that you're going to do your best to make these auditions every time I get them for you, and I'm going to do my best to get you as many auditions as you possibly can. So it's like, you do pay your agent when you land something. Yeah. So they get, you know, they're 10% of any contract. Mayans, it was a pretty good contract. You know, my agent was was eating pretty pretty good during that time. And rightfully so. He helped negotiate things. He helped, and he helped for follow-on projects. Now, right now, we haven't, you know, made any money in acting for the past like seven, eight months, nine months, whatever. So he's sitting back, but he has multiple different uh, actors that he's putting them all in for different roles. And so... He has the trust from me that I'm going to do my best to land every role that you send me. It doesn't happen. It's hard to land roles. Any audition you take, I think someone, uh, one of the actresses recently I just saw on social media said, you know, on average, 64 uh, auditions, you might land one. Every 64 auditions, you might land one. Something to that fact. And, and I think that's absolutely like realistic, if not more auditions, shit. But point being... My partnership with my agent, he's going to do his best to get me every role possible to to audition for. I'm going to do my best to get the best audition possible, and hopefully they start picking us here or there. I have also a manager who does the same. My manager, they nurture relationships. They communicate with the casting agents. They they have friends. They have long-existing relationships that hopefully at some point they can use those to leverage the opportunity of getting us an acting gig. And so you have these people on your team to help you. Uh, those of you who don't have an agent yet, you, you kind of start sometimes at like the low end type of agent, you know, someone who's going to do their best for you, but like, you know, you can outgrow them eventually and they know you're going to outgrow them too. Right. And so keep moving forward. As things progress, you might have to go to the next agent or another agent. Or if you find the person you really believe is going to work their butt off for you, well, then you keep them and you keep grinding and whatever you make, you all win, right? Everybody eats. And so it's an interesting space. A lot of people want to immediately go and get an agent before they've done the headshots, the reels, the acting lessons, put themselves out there and try to act on different, different free things. Like there's a lot of work to be done before you get representation. If you do all that beforehand, if you go get your headshot, if you go get your, your reel done, if you go do acting on the side of independent work and all kinds of all over this. It's going to be free, right? You're just going to do it for free. If you get all that done, then you have a really good chance of getting an agent because he's going to see like, man, you're self-motivated. You've gone out and done all this already. I was like, cool, I'll help you. That's really where it's at. It's really hard to get an agent uh, without really putting yourself out there and doing that. And like I said, find someone that knows how to submit your work through Actors Access, and that's just the first spot. Then from there, there's a ton of agencies. You'll grow, you'll change, you'll you'll leave an agent, you'll find a new one. It all based on, it's like a, it's like a counselor. <clears throat> find the person that you connect with and you understand, and you both have the same goals, and then move forward. So I have an actor, uh, I have an acting agent. <clears throat> I have a uh, voice agent. I have a uh, manager that represents me entirely through writing and everything else. I have a literary agent for scripts. I have a literary agent for books. So I have a full team 
of people that are always looking for more opportunities to help uh, grow my brand and get me out there for more exposure to either produce TV shows, get an acting role, um, different things like that. And I'm working on getting a speaking engagement agency on board so I can do public speaking. I do all that on my own, but uh, mid 45, I just have one. Boom. Mid 45. This is your kratom. This is your, uh, it's a derivative of a plant medicine. It is a form of, it's another form of, uh, let's see, it's a plant medicine that can help with different things. This one tends to focus more on the opiate receptors. Um, you know, I would caution anyone who's interested in looking into this, ask your medical provider first whether it is safe for you. Uh, this is something that is kind of new to the scene in my world. And so I want you guys to go look into this. But if you're someone who struggles with addiction, someone who struggles with kind of trying to fill that void with the opiates, uh, this is something that I know for a fact has helped hundreds of people, thousands of people, if not, but as well as there are some side effects that you got to know and you should understand. There's some things about this that I'm still trying to understand. What we're trying to do is get um, the owner, one of the owners on here to, to really deep dive and to explain this. If not, I have a couple of content creators I've reached out to who are going to come explain the properties of Mid45, but as well as Kratom and how it can help, how it could be a benefit to you. Like I said, Ask with a medical provider first, look into it, research, check it out. This is one of our sponsors. You guys can check the link on my bio. Yeah, so it's not incredibly hard. That's really the foundation of what you should do. There's there's several acting coaches I send everyone to. I Well, one acting coach I send everyone to that asks. He's a really good acting coach, um, Anthony Gilardi, and I'll get you his contact if you're interested. I actually put at the bottom of this, if you guys want to go to his website and look into him, he does Zoom. Uh, he does Zoom stuff. Um, what else? Headshots. Any photographer can do them. Go look online to see how to do those headshots. What is the, what is the best format for those and what does it look like? Um, it's not going to be a selfie on a cell phone. That's going to be, well, maybe if someone's really good at taking their cell phone shots and it's not a selfie style and they use the portrait mode, you could probably pull that off for now for the cheap version of that, which is perfectly fine. Um, look at actors access, understand how to use that. Also look into LA casting. There's a lot of people that start from background work and they learn a lot of the stuff of understanding the sets, understanding the, the, I would say, what do you call that? Hmm understanding the dynamics on set and not to fucking get yourself in trouble by doing something stupid, by not running up to actors that are well-known and like trying to get pictures of them and all that shit. It's kind of like having, having a, uh, the understanding of the etiquettes of being on set. And, um, you know, keep pursuing it. I think we're in a really good time right now in our lives where we can create really quality content with our cell phones and, you know, you know, a really a decent cinematic camera, you know, could cost you some money, but an A7S III is about $3,000. You could probably film a really dope scene with good lenses on that, and that's a, it's on a cheaper level with good audio, man. You can you could probably produce something pretty decent with that. There's also Black Magics and others. But point being, if you want it bad enough, go get it. If you want it bad enough, do, do the things I said and continue to pursue it. If you want it bad enough, you'll make it fucking happen. Um, and if you have any more questions about acting, hit me up and I'm going to ask you, did you watch this episode? And if you haven't, well, then you're already fucking up. <laughs>
Either way, it's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, we got a lot of mental health stuff coming up down the pipe. You guys, if you ever need anything, reach out. Uh, you're not alone. Uh, I love every single one of you guys. We're going to continue to kind of pump out these podcasts with mental health more than anything because I've seen a lot of people enjoy that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, the mental health side of things that also involves acting, and I think it's therapeutic value. So um, we can get into that conversation another time. Either way, it's the Vinny Rock Podcast, and I'm out.